security is really going to continue to drive that and um, that modernizing technology is all around that digital transformation and major projects happening out there that everything involves IT. Welcome to the Redefining Sales Podcast. My name's Abby White. We are continuing with our mini IT series, and this week we have Phil Cameron, Managing Director of Westcon Constore, obviously one of the largest and most well-known distributors in Australia. We're going to be asking Phil what he thinks are the significant growth opportunities in the IT industry for 2022, how sales and marketing can support those. We're also going to be getting Phil's insights um, from his unique position of seeing both what the vendors want what channel partners want and so on. So we're going to be tapping into that and understanding a little bit more about what vendors and partners are both looking for to drive growth in 2022. By way of background, prior to Westcon, Phil was at IBM and ran the business partner organization. And that is where I first met Phil when I was working alongside him as national sales manager for the SystemX business at the time. So you will hear some friendly banter between Phil and I from our IBM days. Now, if that wasn't enough, finding out about growth opportunities and where the industry is heading, you're also going to learn if Phil was a biscuit, what type of biscuit would he be? Which I know all of us in the industry have been dying to find out. So sit back, tune in and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to the Redefining Sales podcast and our mini IT series. This week, we have the amazing Phil Cameron with us, who is hands down one of my favorite people in the industry. And I'm smiling so much because I'm laughing at everything we've just been talking about before we came on air. Welcome, Phil. Abby, it's great to be here. We're having a little mini reunion before we went live. Um, So I'm jumping straight in with our quick fire round. The first thing I want to ask you about is we're now a quarter into 2022. So we're starting to see how things are shaping up, how it's looking. Um, Within the IT industry, what do you think some of the growth opportunities are going to be for this year? Hi, Abby. It's great to be here. The, I think... (laughs) I think what we're going to see, right, is a continuation of last year into this year. Last year was a good year for the industry. It's good, solid growth. We saw us in 2021 coming out of companies just kind of trying to survive and keep running in the COVID world. And then the second year into that, so a lot of IT um, spend was all around just keeping IT going, IT running. And then it's kind of moved into modernising and refreshing their technology because they realised they weren't either competitive or behind as everyone went remote, customers went remote, et cetera. And also then the third element was exposure around security and compliance and risk and everything and the IT part of that. So we see those three IT priorities continuing in 2022. And we see that demand continuing, strong demand, double-digit growth. The vendors we're speaking to, the partners we're speaking to, they're really seeing that top-line revenue growth. There will be pressures on costs, which will have pressures on net profits or EBITDA because everyone's costs are going up because the skill shortage, people paying more for staff, our industry is famous of just pinching staff from each other 
and across vendors, partners, DISTIs, we've all got open roles. We're all trying to find access to skills. So people paying more so that has profit, uh, challenges on the profit. So really strong demand, um, but, but, you know, everyone's on their toes in regards to, you know, driving, you know, watching the bottom line. Yeah, so interesting. I'm seeing so much movement at the moment of people leaving, joining other companies. Yeah. The whole great resignation seems to yeah. really appear pace. Yeah, it's not really res- I see it as the great change, something, you know, mm. great change. You know, you see it in your friends, you see it in colleagues, you see it, you know, amongst the industry and all that sort of stuff. It's, 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 a, it's a, we haven't seen this before, right? Yeah. And it is driving up cost, et cetera. Um, and at the same time, spending will continue to evolve. So just leading into your first question, what's really outside those three IT priorities, you know, security is really going to continue to drive that. And um, that modernising technology is all around that digital transformation and major projects happening out there that everything involves IT. And then probably the third element of that um, spending as it evolves is around the customer experience. What's that experience like of buying and engaging, you know, and we know everything, the platforms are all IT, you know, it's the industry we're in. So um, that will just continue to drive and we're in an app world, right? And partners opportunity around app services is massive, right? So we see that continuing as well. That's a good one. That's a good one to call. Yeah, I, I agree. So I'm curious before you just mentioned about vendors, partners and conversations you're having there. Yeah. Obviously, you're in quite a unique position because you get to see both sides of the fence. Yeah. I guess if we start with vendors, what do you think for 2022? Um, what do you think vendors want to see from partners like going that way in terms of driving growth? Yeah, so partners um based on what i was talking about security and digital technology you know digital transformation and all that vendors will still want to it's interesting watching the vendors some vendors want more but want more partners to go after certain industries or certain marketplaces so you'll see vendors really driving wanting you know new new partners new new logos or new customers so that will that will drive that in the flip of that, partners will be considering the same thing from a vendors. Do I have the right vendors for my fit to be go to, able to go chase new customers um, and in new industries as such um, in a managed service world? So vendors ask on um, on the partners will be very much around um, that the partners are driving demand generation programs to fuel that uh, pipeline of opportunities. Uh, and that they're also, the vendors would like to work closer with the partner for joint engagements. So definitely joint engagements, and we're seeing a lot of that, and we we help our partners do those joint engagements, for example. So very much around that. And therefore, and then to be able to support that is the pre-sale support, is the sort support there to be able to help that for quick responsiveness. So... Um, hasn't changed much when we work together, Abby, in regards to new partners, new customers and all that sort of stuff. Um, but it's probably a little bit more sophisticated now. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we were sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. We just work and grunt. You know that. 
It was. It was bloody hard work. Um, <laughs> I actually said before we come on, came on air, I'm going to throw Phil under the bus. I think Phil is the person in my career who has made me work the hardest out of anybody I know to earn respect you can't just walk in and have respect i had to really work for it and earn it so yeah it was definitely hard work uh, as you know uh you know it's it's it is hard work and it's no fluke you know out there as well and we'll talk about that hopefully later on through the podcast around you know you know the outcomes we're getting is not a fluke but we'll talk about that hopefully later on yeah no, I'd love to. Before we talk about that, I actually want to flip the question. So you've just yeah. done sort of the vendor. What about the partner side? Um, what are you seeing sort of that partners are going to be demanding and asking of vendors to support their growth and to help grow their business? Yeah, it's pretty much the same, actually. So the 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 partners ask on the vendors in regards to, again, help for more demand generation in regards to running end user webinars and sessions and everything like that. So it's, 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 a, it's a flip of what it's actually probably similar, you know, mm. uh, which shows good alignment, actually, which actually shows good alignment. And the, the partners on the vendors want to be able to do um, that joint engagement together because they want to be able to convince their customer around the technology of that vendor, right? So we're looking at that and um, that they've got the support and that the vendor is actually providing a solution-based approach rather than uh, a, just a product approach. It's very much a customer outcome. Yeah. So yeah, we're like, seeing that one a lot, that the campaigns we're working on that are solution-based, very, very, very customer-centric are being hugely successful. The ones where, you know, people want to talk more product, far more challenging. Yeah. The partners are wanting the vendors to better understand their businesses and uh, mm. thing like that. So it's just not a, a sell to, you know, sort of arrangement. So they better understand their business and therefore um, inv everyone's in been investing in deeper skills of the relevant solutions. So they want to be able to assistance on that. Um, and, be, and therefore the partners are able to offer a better end-to-end -end solution. Um, as yeah. well, and vendor, vendor help for that. And the role of us, for example, can help them with that. And we are doing that because we've got those deep vendor skills. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I'm intrigued then, obviously, you know, my bag is sales and marketing. So I'm intrigued how you've talked about all different kinds of growth opportunities. You've talked about growth opportunities in the market and around certain segments like security. You've talked about there with vendor and partner, there being opportunities for demand gen and fill the pipeline. Um, how do you think sales and marketing can support drive the growth and really turbocharge the growth for 2022? Yeah, good question. This is where it is probably a bit more sophisticated than the good old days, Abby. And <laughs> and and it's, I'm not more sophisticated. You are, you are. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. The um in regards to the alignment between sales and marketing first is critical. Um and it's more very a lot more targeted marketing rather than, you know, the spray and spray and pray approach hence businesses like your own right it's a lot more targeted in regards to that and the use of uh, data because we've got so much data now around um, our, our you know 
data intelligence and such, we're able to use that to a, in a far more smarter way or sophisticated way of being more pinpoint target marketing. We'll, we'll get, you know, the outcomes will be better, the ROI will be better. So it's, it's very much like that. And um, I look at our marketing team and we've doubled our marketing team in the last 12 months. We'll continue to investment there um, because the need is there. The vendors uh, are wanting a, a help there and also the partners. Partners really like um, uh, a very targeted, whether that's an industry approach or whether that's their customer segmentation approach. Um, through that process of, you know, the engagement, you engage and then you develop the opportunity and you grow and you're selling more things to um, to those customers. So that will, you know, we see that opportunity as well. So a good opportunity for companies like yourself. Yes, we like it. Um, and I'm really curious around you specifically because I'll actually, I'll, I'll be nice and give you a compliment. I know I don't often give you a compliment, but I will. When I had a meeting with your team, they turned up and sales and marketing both turned up in the room. Now that is really rare. You have no yeah. idea how rare that is for me because often it feels like, I often feel like the marriage counselor between sales and marketing and I'm dealing with this divorced couple. So no. I, I do believe a lot of that comes from the top and from leadership. And I will say that, you know, you, I love your leadership. I love the cultures you create. So how do you, to do everything you just talked about in the previous question, you've got to have alignment between sales and marketing. If they don't yeah. talk, if they don't come to meetings, you can't do it. So I've witnessed in action, um, Westcon and yourself doing that really well. How do you do it? Well, it's interesting. It's good to hear that feedback. Um, Look, I moved into this role four years ago, and the first thing we had to do was be structured for success. And when we say structured for success, it's not not just sales and not just marketing, but it's all the other parts of the business to be able to support the business in regards to sales operation, our customer segmentation, our finance, our logistics, um, all those sort of areas, our quoting team, our pre-sales team, our solution architects. So we had to build the right structure. And so the first thing was the leadership team, right? Creating that right leadership team. So there was real alignment between the leadership team and we redrove, um, leave the ego at the door. This is all about the outcome, not about um, the individual's performance as such and the team performance. And then it was high transparency in regards to what do we want to achieve here? What are our KPIs? And we've got common ones across the business. And um, and then we had to, then it was all about high performance of each one of those areas. It wasn't just mm -hmm. that, right? It's the high performance. So uh, we've built a fantastic leadership team um, across those areas I talked about. And we've all got that common alignment. We meet on a regular basis. We communicate. I do a monthly all hands to business did yesterday's. So I'm really transparent on what I think we're doing well and areas that we, we could lift our lift our game in. Really transparent, you know, people coming to the business go, wow, I've got a way better understanding how a business is run. I share our P&L and I explain that in very elementary ways. Then it's the culture and the environment that we sent. That's the really, really important. People feel trusted, they're empowered and they feel comfortable that they're, you know, everyone's got each other's back. So, um, you know, we've worked really hard on that. And that empowerment and um, 
delegation of authority to just make decisions. Like I get bored because they're all doing the work. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not true, but you know what I mean? They're all doing the work. And you're on the I, golf course. I think I saw a LinkedIn post of you on the golf course. Is that where you are? <laughs> I was with uh, the IT Four Chords, which was a great fundraising event. You know, David Alvahader set it up um, a few years back and uh, it was really, really important And because um, it's really, really important we do give back, really important we give back. But I don't play golf like I used to when I was at IBM, let me tell you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> don't have that time. Don't really have that time. So, um, yeah, so the sales and marketing is so critical. You know, we they share the numbers, you know, in regards to that. Um and how they come together and everything. And I'm really pleased to hear that, that you see that. Our, our um, customer engagement, our customer success metrics show that that's working, you know, just recently from ARN Edge. And that was uh, the feedback from the partners. Just really, I was really proud to be able to hear all the stuff from the partners that, you know, because I went, I went and saw about 20 odd partners, you know, how we're engaging how we're supporting a business and it was just consistently really strong. So I was really, really proud of that, which I shared to the team yesterday. And of course I share my fun photos too. And uh, <laughs> of course you do. Yeah, so you yeah. hit on something in that um, you hit on something there that I really love. You started talking about high performance, how you're creating a high performance culture. Um, as you kind of alluded to before as well, you know, IT is a hard industry, it's a hard game. Yeah. And so I have to ask you to sort of build on that around how do you build, in particular, high-performance sales in IT? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. Um, I think it, it, it reflects back to what I said, but we drive, we drive accountability. Everyone knows the role. Everyone really is clear on the role that they play and, they've got to, and they need to be accountable for that role. And they need to be able to um, stand up in that way, but support each other. So really, that accountability is really, really important. The you've got to you've you know people want to be successful, right? People generally want to be successful, and people generally want to do a good job, right? So you have got to create the environment to do that. But at the end of the day, people's feet have to hit the ground first thing in the morning and want to go, go, go. And um, no matter which way they operate, you know. Um, and allow them to do that and feel they feel safe and they're trusted to do that so um but high performance you know is, is that drive that comes within as you know you've either got that or you don't have that right and that's all about the individual's behavior as well because you create all those other elements i talked about then the individual drive and accountability and uh, i think you'll have a good successful outcome for that yeah well, I have always found you to be in and around high performance teams. So that is a, a good answer. So the final question I want to ask you is if there's just one thing, we've talked about so many different areas here in this conversation around driving growth for the sort of rest of the year of 2022. If there was just one thing you could do to drive growth, what would it be? Um, empowerment of the, the empowerment of people just to make decisions and and have confidence of that decision making and just just do it right because you know i was thinking about what you're going to ask me and structures critical the one thing though is it is really is empowerment definitely empowerment 
you give people the tools and everything and the clarity on their role and the transparency of the number, the, the numbers and performance and how we're going. But if you give them the empowerment to really go, really drive and grow for them to grow, then I think that's, you know, that's the most important thing, empowerment. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Phil Cameron. We managed to even get in a bit of banter and a bit of jokes. <laughs> so Can we thank just you keep going? This is the best thing I've done all day. Can't we just get going? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can ask everyone, we can tell everyone, if you were going to um, be a biscuit, what kind of biscuit would you be? I'd be a Tim Tam. Why would you be a Tim Tam? Uh, sweet and soft and nice on the out, you know. But no, Tim Tam's hard on the outside, but soft in the middle. Right, and it's got a good taste, and it's got a good taste, and I rarely have them, and I rarely have them, but when I have them, I love them. Well, we'll have to do a part two because you're right; I, uh, we could probably keep going for hours. Yeah, no, thanks very much, and thanking you, thank you for making me wear a collared shirt today on a Friday. I'm loving it, and uh, it's it's fantastic to see you, Abby. Congratulations on such a good business you uh, built, and I'm really, really happy to see your success. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. And it means even more that you wore a shirt, especially for me. I feel like that is a career highlight. <laughs> I, even, I ironed it. Yeah. Wow. No, I'm, we're impressed. And everyone viewing and watching is also impressed by the iron shirt on a Friday. Yeah. It's up in your standards and up in the game. I haven't, I haven't claimed the graffiti behind me on the wall there that I ride on. You know, I got rid of yeah. mine. Yeah, I even cleaned that up for you. We're impressed. I'm grateful. Well, <laughs> Thanks for doing this, Phil. See ya. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. Now, before you leave us, if you would like to download our latest white paper on the state of sales and marketing, which unpacks four steps to drive hyper growth in your business, please visit whitepaper.salesredefined.com.au. And if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you subscribe so that you never miss a future episode. And finally, we would absolutely love it and appreciate it if you could leave us a review and maybe even share with a friend. We'll see you next time.